Welcome to the Lifestyle Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Maddock, but you can call me Brie. I am a mum, unofficial wife, pre and postnatal specialist, and women's lifestyle coach. Around here, we like to keep things simple, easy, and balanced. In 2021, I gave birth to my first child and have been on a mission to continue looking after myself and to not lose sight of what makes me, me. But most importantly, so I can keep feeling so damn good about myself and my life. And you know what? I'm here to help you to do the same because you are worth looking after yourself too. So are you ready to bring more balance into your life? Because in my world, we find your version of balance and actually get you living it. So pull up a chair and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. How are we all? How are we all? I am... Welcome, welcome to a live recording of the Mum Life mini series for the Lifestyle Breakdown podcast. So today I have a very amazing guest. Her name is Lisa Burney and I have been following Lisa for years now and (laughs) it's almost like... You know, when you've been following with somebody for so long, you just feel like you know them. So it's a little bit stalkerish, but at the same time, um, at the same time, I just feel like um, she is a really inspiring woman. Like the journey and the transition she had been through over this time that I've met, like met her, <laughs> I haven't met her. This will be the first time I meet her. Um, I have been following her it's been really quite amazing and she's just come into motherhood um well about a year or so ago there's lisa now i'm gonna see if i can invite her to join but i thought it would be really really great to just talk to lisa and share a little bit more about you know how she has been transitioning into motherhood how she's been managing life with a baby how she manages to keep prioritizing herself and her health and how she makes it happen and you know um, if there's any been any bumps and stuff along the way and what she's been working towards to make it happen for, happen for herself. So I am really excited to have her come on today. So we're just waiting for her to come on. Da, 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 da. So Lisa, oh, there we go. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I was just saying, I was like, oh, you know, like, since the first time I met Lisa, um, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hang on, I've actually never met her. This is the first time I've actually (laughs) spoken to you like this. I just feel like I've followed you for quite a few years. I think I started following you back when you um, started doing your certifications for your personal training. So I've been following you for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I was, you know, I was trying to think about that last night and I was thinking, well, you, you were an F45 trainer probably around the time I was as well, like way back, like 2016, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like our journeys have been sort of like on the same path. Like you were stud- you started studying a little bit before me and then I was studying and it was just like, it's sort of just like you did F45 and I was doing F45. It was really funny. I was like, that's amazing. But I was just like, I've been hooked on your whole journey ever since then and it's just been really great to watch how you have been yeah tra- going through the transitions that we do in life so it's finally nice to meet you yeah it's nice to meet you <laughs> but it is it is funny like like it's when you follow people for such a long period of time it's almost like you do know them it's like you're kind of somewhat 
in a in part of their lives you kind of know what's going on because we share we all share a lot but not everything you know like it isn't even share snippets but like i know a bit about you can chat up and down and messenger and stuff like that or on instant message so yeah it's kind of like we know each other but we don't <laughs> yeah 100 and um it's funny as well because you live in brisbane too now Oh, well, not now. You've always lived in Brisbane. I live in Brisbane now, too. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to meet you one day. We're just going to have to get a coffee. <laughs> Seriously. And we've got kids that are, like, in, like, similar age, a couple of months apart yeah. or whatever. What, what is Orson? What is he? Like, he's, he's nearly two. So he's, like, he'll be two in September. Two in September, yeah. Like, Billy's, like, 17 months today. She's 17 months today. So there's really, there's not really much difference between them. So yeah, we have to do that. Let's organize that after this. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. Okay, well, again, thank you so much for coming on here today. So I really want to just talk to you about, you know, um, a bit about yourself, but I really want to help, I really want to chat about you and how you have been balancing out life and still managing to look after yourself whilst transitioning into motherhood and all that kind of stuff. So I would love for you to just share well, like who you are and what it is you actually do. So people who don't know you can get to know you. Yeah, sure. So I'm Lisa, obviously. <laughs> um, I talk, I can probably like exactly, like really put a lot of context beside things. So wrap me up if you need to. But um, okay. I'm originally from Ireland. I've uh, been living in Australia since like 2012. Um, <laughs> I, I am a personal trainer, an online coach, and I own an F45 studio here in Brisbane as well. Um, so I got my certifications in around 2016 for fitness, purely based on my own fitness journey. So what I had gone through, I was like, right, I want to do this with people, but I never thought I'd make it into like a career in it. Um, and prior to that, I was involved in accountancy. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big difference. Uh, so yeah, that's who I am. I'm originally from Ireland, and yeah, I'm a personal trainer, online coach, and I own an F45 studio here in Brisbane. Um, amazing! And is there like a specific, uh, specific, specific thing that you help people achieve as well, or is it just a general health and fitness goals? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think my, I think as humans in general, and never mind what we do in our lives as occupations, I think we all evolve and. As we evolve, we probably, um, our target audience or our clientele becomes a little bit different. Yeah. I still help people achieve goals from basically from reduction, like aesthetic goals. So reducing body fat, increasing lean muscle mass, so like body recomposition. But for example, some clients that I'm working with now, because now I'm a mother, maybe I'm a little bit more relatable to them. Yeah. So it's just basically getting them back, finding themselves again a little bit after having a baby and not solely focusing on the aesthetic side of things, something that we all would have done once upon a time. Yeah. So now it's just helping people achieve a bit more of a consistent routine in their lives and um, in terms of their training and nutrition um, mm -hmm. and getting a little bit more balance. I think um, as mothers, we think we can do everything, but we can't. <laughs> so it's just helping and supporting them and um, moms kind of fit in training into their lives where they can, whether it's 20 minutes, three times a week or whatever. So yeah, I'm helping people with varying goals. So aesthetics, body recomposition, uh, just establishing a bit of a routine. So yeah, a, a kind of a wide range, which is good. It keeps yeah. work interesting um, for me. That's great. Um, I had just a thought there and it's like, what's one thing that you 
we used to like coach like did you, if you ever if you coach many moms before you had billy like what's one thing that you used to like say to them now and now you're like oh god i would never recommend <laughs> i would never like um like say that now because like i understand what they're going through is there like a, anything at all where you're like oh gosh i would that just seems hard now like based off what you've gone through yeah yeah i think i do sometimes sit down and reflect on the moms that i did train prior to having billy and i think i was always empathetic to their time mm -hmm. and maybe because i did have like you know mom friends in my life and i did have an understanding that it like you know like you some people always say oh we've all got the same 24 hours in the day but like we don't really yeah. <laughs> the, um, the yeah, the time I had in my day before I had Billy is very different to the 24 hours I've got in my day now. Um, so I, I, when I think back, I think I was very mindful of what they could fit into their days. Um, maybe supporting them a little bit more differently in how to cater to family meals. I think that's yeah. a big thing now with, with um, me becoming a bit more aware, although not that my child eats everything that I eat because, you know, I'm toddlers. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe a bit more on the nutrition side of things and fitting their own nutrition in amongst the family meals and not just catering to themselves type thing, I suppose. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I think I do. I do often reflect about that. I'm like, oh god, what? But like, because it's very different now when you're when you wear these shoes yourself and you know that. Yeah, it's just different. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I hundred percent. I fully agree. One thing I used to be like, um, just like time block time block and make it happen and whereas like time blocking i think can help at a certain point sometimes like in the earlier sort of like you know six months i feel like it's a little bit harder to do and just like because it's so unpredictable some days it's like well that's kind of not it, it puts a little bit more pressure on you and you feel bad because you didn't get to get it done at the time that you said you wanted to have it done by because exactly ideas. so <laughs> that's probably something that i used to like say to the people and it's like okay let's like try something different <laughs> yeah 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 exactly right exactly right cool okay so you have you have billy beautiful little girl she's 17 months old and she's your first baby um and you were obviously you were quite active before before you had um billy yes yes yes, yes. so what right. was maybe like your regime like prior to having billy yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so, so, um, yeah, so it's really good to want, like, it's, it's again, it just evolved, it's, it has evolved so much over the years. Um, you know, when I really got into fitness, you know, maybe like 2016, 2017, did a big body composition, I would have been training six days a week following mm -hmm. a hypertrophy style gym based program. So I suppose like bodybuilding, mm -hmm. so um, increasing lean muscle mass, reducing body fat. And I kept doing that. So say 2016, 2017, I also fell into fitness model or bodybuilding type thing um, in 2016 and 2017. So I competed those years um, and did quite well. Once I finished competing in 2017, it was never something for me. I was not really, I'm not a bodybuilder or a fitness model. It's just not who I am. But it was, it was a big fit. It was a big personal goal for me. And I'll never regret doing it. I learned so much and it was awesome. But once that was out of the way, I got into CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so I did CrossFit kind of from about 2018, 2019, into 2020. Then I stopped doing that and I went back to my basics of doing my hypertrophy, um, resistance training, strength training. And, you know, I, I kind of went from a six-day-a-week training person to maybe four days. Mm -hmm. and, and then prior to falling pregnant on Billy, I was doing my own training in the gym, a snap fitness. And I was really going like four days a week following like, you know, 
kind of preparing my own programming. So leg day, upper body day, full body day, maybe a bit of metabolic conditioning. But fitness and training has been such a part of my life for, like I said, since about 2016. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was super fit and I was in a, a pretty decent shape prior to falling pregnant on Billy. So uh, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Amazing. And were you, I mean, like I know the answer to this, but like, were you able to continue training for that pregnancy? Like what, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So, um, the first trimester, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what your first trimester was like, but like, oh my God, I was like, I often think now if I were to have another child, how would I cope with having to deal with a toddler as well? I'm like, what the hell? I was like dying. <laughs> so the first few weeks, like my training was like, uh, it was pretty limited. Um, probably I, but I used to find that if I, if even a as crappy as I felt. If I went and did a bit of training, I always felt a little bit better after it. So once mm -hmm. I got the first trimester out of the way, um, I know I'd probably go on three days a week maybe, and then into my second trimester, I was like, energy's back, the nausea's gone, I feel good. Yeah. And I continued my training at least four times a week, and I continued doing exactly what I was doing pre-training with some adjustments, of course. So obviously we know we just make some adjustments along the way and you know, certain things aren't feeling so good. So just making yeah. our typical unusual adjustments to what you do to um, pregnancy or to a lady that's training during pregnancy. Yeah. And I trained right up until um, the day before I had Billy. So I had an amazing pregnancy. I had her at 39 plus five. So I had her pretty nearly almost on her due date. Um, and I, yeah, I literally trained right up until the, the day before I had her. So. Had an amazing pregnancy. So grateful that I kept that I that I could keep as active and as fit and as strong as I could during pregnancy because I know not not everybody has the the privilege I suppose to keep as active during the pregnancy as I did because every pregnancy is different. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I was super active, do my training, out walking the dog, and yeah, loved it. Really, really loved being pregnant. That's so good. Did you? Um, did you experience like get any kind of any pains or niggles or anything throughout it? I know I had like pubic symphysis pain. That was that was like it took me like an hour to walk thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that really slowed me down. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I said I was so fortunate to never really have anything like that. Mm -hmm. The only issue I had maybe was uh, some sort of issue with like a left glute hip occasionally. For example, I would have to bring, you know, a, a maybe, a, of course, a deadlift over time change, but it was only ever going to be comfortable in a sumo stance, so a nice wide stance. Yeah. So very, very minor little thing with my left glute um, and into my hip a little bit. But other than that, like, oh. it was so good. Yeah, That's really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, lockdowns throughout your pregnancy. Was it, did you have to go through any lockdowns? Oh, my God. Like, it feels like forever ago, doesn't it? I can't remember if we had lockdowns. But what we did, what I don't know if I did have lockdowns, but I think my partner was locked down for periods in Sydney because mm -hmm. he obviously works down in Sydney all the time or all week long. So I think there was occasions that he was locked down in Sydney. So um, I remember moving. So we're obviously moving into a new house now, but I remember moving our last house at like about 30 weeks pregnant on my own because yeah. he was stuck in Sydney, I think. So, but I don't think we had lockdowns in Queensland. I don't know. It feels like forever ago at this stage, doesn't it? <laughs> I think the last lockdown that we had, because I, towards the end of my pregnancy, there was like about a four week, 
three or four week lockdown, I think it happened or like the gyms got closed anyway. Yeah. So towards the end of my pregnancy, I was sort of like forced a little bit to stop a bit earlier, but at the same time, like my body, I just felt like I wasn't able to do a lot of that. It was mainly just walking and Pilates that I ended up doing it towards the end of my pregnancy, but yeah. it is what it is. And I felt like as well that I had been training so consistent for such a long period of time. It was probably like a good little time for me that I felt like I needed that break where I wasn't going all the time but yeah but that's great it's great that you were able to have such a good pregnancy because um uh yeah it's super important to stay active through pregnancy I know next time that I have a baby because I'm planning on having another baby <laughs> yeah when that happens who knows but next time I do I I'm going to be coming into pregnancy with a lot more knowledge and I'll be yeah. able to obviously um train more than with with less like uh uncertainties around it mm, what you yeah. said yourself, especially like during training like you were able to do the same things throughout your pregnancy like training wise things just got a little bit modified and i think a lot of people don't realize that they think that i'm pregnant i have to stop doing so many certain exercises i had this conversation with one of my clients the other day she was like oh there's not really a need much i need to change do i and i was like no we just need to monitor this this and this and we make adjustments as we go and she was like oh i'm like yeah so, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think there's, there's still in this year, 2023, there people are still scaremongering for, you know, training. Um, and it, it is very individual, you know, like the, the fittest athletes in the world, you know, they, they do their thing. And then the more general population, we do our thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm such an advocate for if you can yeah. um, keep training keep training and particularly your strength training as much as you can during your pregnancy I truly believe and again everybody's pregnancy everybody's labor everybody's birth everybody's mom life is different mm -hmm. but I truly believe what I did during my pregnancy really stood to me during labor and birth and then mm -hmm. also for my post um, baby recovery as well um, yeah. so yeah if you can but you're not sure how to do it find somebody to help you and support you through doing it because you, you absolutely can do it. There's nothing to be scared of unless of course you've got, you know, underlying health conditions or complications or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. What I like to think of it is like, um, training. I obviously like if you're a fit person and you are training, you're not still not guaranteed to have like this smooth birth, right? It's like, it's yeah. not going to guarantee it. But what I like to think and say to people is it's, it's really going to help you because it, on like a strength and endurance kind of thing, because you'll be a little bit fitter and be able to sort of like, I'm going to say like handle air quotes it a little bit more because you are, have been, you know, training and doing that. So it's going to help benefit you throughout the birthing process um, from like, a, let's just say like a fitness standpoint, you know, and obviously somebody who's not as fit, they can get fatigued quicker. That's how I sort of think of it. But then yeah. definitely postpartum sets you you up really well postpartum as well yeah absolutely uh, I do want to just point out I listened to your podcast when you um, <laughs> when you recorded your birth story and okay. I had like a little giggle at one point through it when you were walking through the waiting room when it was like peak hour full of people and you got a contraction and you just sort of like went to the floor I was like I, I laughed not because you were but just the thought of what was going through all these women's heads. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They were all there for a lovely little appointment, you know, maybe get a scan. So exciting. And then here comes this girl and she's like on the floor on all fours being like, 
Oh my, and they're like, Ugh. so yeah, I was, I would have just like, I was in so much pain, honestly, but I would have loved to have seen <laughs> their faces. But yeah, that was, I'll never forget that moment for as long as I live. That was, but like, at least we can laugh about it now. At the moment, at the time, it was not a funny situation. <laughs> But yeah, right. Upon reflection, yeah, it was it was uh, it was funny. That's so funny. So um, if you haven't already, go listen to that um yeah that story. It's really great. So so you had Billy. Um, you had a pretty you had like a really smooth um birth and everything like that. So how long past postpartum were you when you returned or started to you know uh, return to your fitness or start to build up with more exercise and things like that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I suppose before we get into this, I. I think it's really important to respect this process um, and to respect your body and what it has done and what it has been through and what it is going through. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, like, there's, there's so many things. And I have often have uh, ladies come to me or speak to me or even in the studio and they've literally just had the baby like last week. I'm like, you need to just like, like chill and just you know you, you've, you've been through a lot let's not worry about this just yet there is time you've got lots of time but so I really respected this process and um, and I knew that it wasn't something that I was going to rush back into and um, mm -hmm. so what I really started doing was just walking and mm -hmm. um, very small like we've got a dog so I've got Milo and you've got your your puppies too and um, so it'd be you know bringing him out maybe for a, a 10 minute walk and mm -hmm. um, bringing him out for a 15 minute walk 20 minute walk, so or like or just to the park, let him run around and then come back home. So I very gradually started at that. And like, like some people are like, that's boring. But this is how you respect the process, you know? So um, it was like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then I was getting to a 40 minute walk. I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is great. And everything, everything felt good, of course. But like, I was just, Again, you have to remember, I carry, we carry a child for like close to nine months, then we birth it, and then we're dealing with night, like sleep deprivation, feeding, and whatever else that's been thrown at us in this really, this, this time post-baby. Yeah. Um, so I did not step into a gym until about seven weeks post-baby, and mm -hmm. that was after my health check with my um, women's health physio. So we did, um, you know, we checked for the abdominal separation. We did um, a pelvic floor check as well, and um, so we did all of that. And she gave me the ticket approval, bearing in mind that I did continue training right up until I had Billy. So I knew that that little recovery process within those six weeks was, you know, pretty good. The abdominal separation was pretty minimal. Pelvic floor wasn't bad, but needed a little bit, of course, support and working on improving that. So when I went back into the gym seven weeks after having Billy, I literally did body. I could have done it in the garage, but it was just to get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just have that little bit that I never forget that, like, static feeling I had of like getting in the car on my own driving to the gym going into the gym I was like wow this is amazing but like I literally did like bodyweight squats I did um incline push-ups on a box and um, I did like three kilo or four kilo shoulder press I did like the bare minimum load again mm -hmm. respecting my body respecting the process and everything that I had been through and I built from that yeah so I set those foundations of doing my bodyweight squats, doing my incline push-ups, doing my really like shoulder press, maybe did some like suspension rows. Um, so that's what I did. And I continued doing that for a few weeks until I went back again six weeks later for a further check with my physio. So I did a six-week and a 12-week. 
Um, and at that stage is when I really wanted to kind of get back into some running. Yeah. Um, so I did, um, got back into a bit of running after that 12 week check. And that was literally a 30 second on jog, a 30 second walk, yeah. 30 second jog, 30 second walk. So I really built back from pretty much, I felt like it was somebody who was starting back again, starting over again. Um, yeah. And I just, I got in my training when I could, um, we got a bit of a setup. I couldn't always get to the gym because that's just not possible. And so put Billy down for a nap. It was like quick clean around, have some food, and then into the garage to try to do 20 minutes or 25 minute training, whatever it might have been. Um, and then some days got to the gym, but like yourself, as I like, you know, Ross was going back to Sydney. So, you know, Billy was still a baby. So, you know, I the garage is my only option to try and get a little bit of training in. So that's really where I started. And then we kind of built until I think about five or six months, I joined a new gym and I could bring Billy and she'd hang in the, in the crash and we go three days a week then. So yeah, a really slow and steady process. Yeah. Again, respecting the process, respecting my body. Um, and I, I, re I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed that build back process. It was good and real learning for me to be able to then um, obviously help my clients and, um, and other ladies postpartum as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, if this is you, you need to respect the process. Honestly, you'll get back there, but it's just a sl a, a slow and steady might be boring, but it's, it's just, it's the best approach in my opinion. Yeah, of course. And especially, um, especially if you really are wanting to get back to lifting heavy loads, like you were prior, like yeah. it is super important. And, I think that people just like a lot of women, they don't realize this is because uh, like their body feels way more capable and they just can't really feel what's going on internally. Like we can't feel it. We can't see it. So out of, out of sight, out of mind. Right. And <laughs> yeah. there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about core and pelvic floor in the fitness industry until the, probably the last couple of years as well, which I feel. So it's yeah. becoming more known, which is great, but something that I really love to remind everybody no matter like if they're a beginner or if they are well seasoned in like training is that you're starting from ground zero once you've had baby no yeah. matter how advanced you are um even like if you trained all throughout your pregnancy you still start from ground zero once you've had baby because of the build-up process that you need to take so yeah. i've just been saying tapping into your beginner vibes again because for myself as well, like I hadn't been a beginner for years. I haven't had to take that much time off the gym in years, right? So I was like yeah. having to, I really mentally prepared myself for that. Like I knew that. So I coming into bottom, I was really like mentally prepared for that. So I guess my next question for you is like, um, what was your mindset like going into your postpartum and health fitness journey as well? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's there. Like, and like you said, when you were seasoned, um, person that trains regularly or you can run x amount of distance in a certain time you can back squat this weight you can deadlift this weight and uh, then going back to doing bodyweight squats you're like well this is a little bit humbling so um you know you know you're like oh, this is weird but, you know, and then it, it, sometimes you can be it's a really interesting mindset that you can fall into and mine's pretty solid now that you can snap myself out of it pretty quick but it's like Oh God, like they, they must be looking at me going, what, like, what, what happened to her? Do you know what I mean? What, what is she doing? You know? And then you're like, Hey, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, pull your head in. That's silly. Um, so my, um, I suppose mindset was leaving the ego at the door. I'm, I'm, I'm not who, I'm not who I was a year ago. 
I am who I was, but my body has changed. It's gone through a lot. I need to respect it. Um, so like I said earlier, I just really enjoyed that build back. I got such satisfaction of being like, right, today I'm going to squat X amount of weight. And then next week I'm going to try and add a little bit more weight on this, that, and the other. But really for me, for postpartum, it was all about performance. It was never really about aesthetics. Whilst my body did change, of course, my body changed. Like I felt like my hips were wider. Um, you know, my stomach wasn't as flatter. All these things. Like, I'll be very, very honest. That didn't really matter to me in those stages postpartum. What really mattered was the performance, building back my strength, building back my fitness. My fitness and my strength is really important, important to me. Um, and then having that mental space, it was hugely important for my mental health. And still, to this day, my, like I didn't get to train yesterday and I haven't trained today yet. And I'm like, I can't wait to do some training. <laughs> so it's very much for um, my mindset is very important for my mental health to get my training in. And um, I think it's really pivotal in, in anybody's life, regardless of whether you're a parent or not. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. Um... I think it was the lockdowns, like when COVID first hit, where I really, um, I really noticed that how much fitness was more of a mental health thing for me. Um, then coming into postpartum, like, yeah, I didn't set any kind of physical goals for myself at all. My goal was just to build my strength up. Yeah. And the best advice that I got from my pelvic floor physio was she said to get myself a good 12 months to getting back to where I was, like, weight-wise what I was lifting so for instance like deadlifts and things like that and it, it took I think 11 months to get back to my pre-baby strength with some of my major lifts still not there yet with some of them because like chin-ups suck now <laughs> but I think another good thing to also remember is that like everybody's healing is different so yes and it roll on how long it can take like the process can take for people as well so going into the mindset of like your postpartum that you have to start from ground zero and it may be a bit slower for you but then again there's also going to be people who are going to go through the process a little bit quicker because their bodies are different you know they've had a different experience with pregnancy and all that kind of stuff so i think that's a really great thing to sort of take away from this as well mm -hmm. um what i'd love to know next is what has probably been like your biggest struggle or that you've had to sort of work with overcoming or maybe you still do struggle with it like transitioning into motherhood it doesn't have to be fitness related but like tell me tell me something to like that you've struggled with yeah probably because your your time is no longer your own mm. Um, mm. and that flexibility and freedom with your time and mm -hmm. also running a live and active business like um the online business the lisa bernie coaching that that fits they're running the running the studio has definitely been something with a, with a child um, has definitely been something that's been a challenge but also yeah just the time and the amount of freedom and flexibility you have pre-baby to now really um i do time block i have to time block my days now and with my work time so and um, so yeah i think that was the biggest struggle for me was the 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 not saying the loss of freedom, but the lack of freedom, um, and when your time is run by now by a, by a little person, really. So 
that's probably being my biggest thing. I still fit it in the fitness where I can, but I'm very realistic about, you know, I don't mind that side of things. Like I'm very realistic about where I can fit in my training. If I get three sessions in a week, that's amazing. If I get five in, like that's phenomenal, <laughs> you know? So um, that's all fine. I fit that in how and where I can, but yeah, it's probably on the, the yeah, when your time's no longer your own and that, that little bit of freedom that you have, that you once had. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Look, Austin's nearly two now and I still have my days where I struggle with that. Sure. I think over time, like at the beginning of having Austin, like time blocking wasn't a thing now, but yes. now it is a little easier to do now because he's in a like, bit more of a consistent routine kind of. Like, I'm not going to say he goes down, down for naps at the same time day because it still changes, but um, I'm not like attached to the times that he goes down. I just know that, okay. When he's asleep, this is what I focus on. And like on certain days, so it doesn't feel like that I am uh, cleaning all the time. And so that I'm utilizing what time I have properly. I sort of will uh, organize when I do specific kind of cleaning days. And like a lot of the time now, I don't even do any of the dishes until the end of the yeah. day because I, What's that's the point? time <laughs> this morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this first so really having to work on prioritizing um where what i want to put into my time and i know it can be hard to let go of because i was actually having a chat with one of my clients today and she said that she always feels like if she has a um i've spoken to you about this maybe or you've you've mentioned on your stories when you have like a messy environment like it can be quite uh, yes. and that's all you can of. whereas like i used to really I did used to struggle with that in the beginning uh, because I, I just uh, I just felt like, you know, my son deserves to be in a clean space and all that and whatnot. But then it was something I just had to let go of it because I felt like I was cleaning constantly and I was getting nothing else done. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, something to, with time-wise, it's like you're constantly adapting, but you're ha also having to, like, work on prioritising for the things that you want to prioritise. Um, important to you so yeah you surrender i think you learn to surrender a little bit more to certain things <laughs> yeah 100 okay so i was gonna my next question was gonna be is why is it so important for you to still make your health and fitness a priority um i know you said like mental health is a thing but tell me like now that you do even have a little tiny human who looks up to you like why now is it more important than ever to still make sure that you are looking after yourself and your health and your fitness and your mental health yeah, I think, you know, as cliche as it sounds, you've got to fill your own cup. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, when I do that, I do feel like I can perform better as a mother. Um, you know, we, I solo parents a lot of the time with my partner working with, just like you. Like, you're honestly, like, I know I've said to you before, I think you're amazing for the durations <laughs> and the length of time you do it. Like, you're, you're amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I truly believe that it's important for me to do it to fill my cup when I just get that 30 minutes or an hour, and if I go to a CrossFit session, it's 60 minutes or, you know, if I go to do park run on a Saturday morning, I bring Billy with me and it's it's 25 minutes or whatever. But, yeah, in order to fill my cup and for me to, to, for me to feel a little bit like me, it's really important for me to do that for me for myself so yeah mental health for me to feel a little bit like me and just to fill up my own cup so that i can show up to be the best mother that i can be when i am with billy outside of my work or outside of doing some training yeah, yeah amazing i love that and um what i like to say as well is helping women feel more like their pre-baby self because obviously like you're you're 
a different like you you're finding like this new identity as you're coming into a mother and you're learning like who am i and you're finding like that side of things so i always like really help to help people like women to tap into how they felt pre-baby and and work encouraging them on finding that feeling again and how they can do find that feeling again with baby well so i really like to sort of think like let's bounce back because it's not about bouncing back it's about making a comeback and feeling more like your baby self mm. which you can achieve with a baby it just will yeah. look different now yeah for sure I, yeah i'm i don't really like that term bounce back <laughs> like yeah, we need to chill we need to chill on the bounce back thing like can we just stop that <laughs> <laughs> no, i like to say come back because it's like making a comeback right yeah like for starting from the sure. making your for sure own comeback. it's like you have like a like you'll have some theme song what's like the rocky theme song or something as you like making a comeback <laughs> postpartum yeah. that's how i sort of think of it yeah for sure okay so, <laughs> uh one last question and this is the last one so what is one bit of advice that you give to other mums out there who are finding it difficult to or feel bad for looking after themselves don't feel everything yeah, like don't feel bad because it is absolutely essential to you in your life. Please, I know the mum guilt, it's like it's always there. But honestly, you need to fill your cup in order to show up to be the best parent that you can be. Um, mm -hmm. And then other pieces of advice, if you don't know where to start, find somebody to help and support you. It is worth the investment. It honestly, it is, it is worth the investment. Um, so do it for you. If you don't know where to start, find somebody to help you along the way. It is worth the investment. Um, be realistic about what you can achieve in your life and your week. You know, this all or nothing approach does not work. Some people can realistically only fit in two sessions a week or fit in three sessions per week or, um, with their, their training. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, and then if getting to the gym is impossible, maybe just make an investment in a few little pieces of equipment for your home garage, yeah. back garden, living room, go to Kmart, get some dumbbells or a kettlebell or something, or have a look on Marketplace. Um, yeah. But yeah, and you know, where there's a will, there's a way type thing. I know that's not always the case either. Everybody's life and circumstances is very individual, but um, try and find a way where you can make a little bit of time for you. It is worth it. It is beneficial and it will be advantageous to you. So yeah, that's kind of, where I kind of can offer a little bit of advice, but yeah, find support. If you need support, there are people there that will support you. Yeah, amazing, I love that. I always say communicate as well. Communicate, yeah. you can't, can't assume people know. I know, and we think, we think we can just do it all sometimes, and then we just have a big blowout and breakdown and are super emotional, and we're like, ah! So <laughs> speak to your partner, speak to somebody who can support you, lean on grandparents if you've got them around, or somebody to, yeah, you know, somebody will be, will be happy to support you. Yeah. yeah, awesome, cool. Well, that's pretty much it. Is there anything, anything you want to share, anything you want to add? No, I just thank you so much for having me on. See, I told you I can talk. I put a lot of context behind this. <laughs> I love a good chat. I, love a good chat. Um, I just really appreciate you taking the time. It honestly took me, it took me months to ask Lisa this. I've been wanting to ask her for so long and I'm like, oh, but I did it. I did it. Um, so it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. No, you're welcome you're welcome so yeah that's pretty much it for today and um i'll see you see you around i'll see you around see you soon. we'll organize that little co coffee day to With play out for the kitties <laughs> <laughs> thanks Bree. bye see you bye